Welcome to the Restored Living Podcast. We are your hosts, Josh and Jalen Harrell. We are a husband and wife who are passionate about partnering with people to rebuild, restore, and renew their life to the purpose God has for them. In 2018, God took our broken marriage and restored it to something beautiful. And we believe he wants to restore the parts of your life that seem broken too. Join with us as we talk openly, transparently about faith, health, marriage, sexuality, family, and everything in between. This This is is Restored Restored Living. Living. Welcome back, everybody. Bienvenue. Be- Are you French now? <laughs> I'm just trying He's- to keep it, trying to keep it spicy. <laughs> He's Mix keeping it, it spicy. It's because you're my you're my Canadian girl, so I've got to throw in a little French every I once know. in a while. He does have to throw pay in homage a to your home of like home is it homage or homage oh my gosh we're not going that far yeah we are you brought it up mr oh, Frenchman. it's the one french word i know so that's fine well okay, welcome welcome back to there's i'm gonna put us this back good, on the track this is a good representation of what this podcast is like so it's perfect oh, oh lord lord help us to get through this podcast tonight oh. um you guys we are so excited to be with you here in part two of our rebuild restore and renew series mm-hmm. and as you may have guessed it, restore is next, and we just kind of like this word. Just a little just bit. Just a little we bit. We might be low-key obsessed. <laughs> low-key obsessed with fine. this word. Um, God's made us obsessed with this word, yeah. and so yeah. we're excited for the word we feel like he's given us to share with you, and what restoration really does mm. look like. What does restoration mean? What what does restore mean? Yeah. And how how can you have the power of restoration in your life? So I'm yeah. excited to talk about that, but what... What um, housekeeping things do we have going on right now? So housekeeping things. Well, first of all, obviously, um, this podcast, this platform is um, is really just a way to bring hope uh, to to the lives of others. And so one of the biggest things is if you are enjoying this podcast, if you are um, receiving anything from this that is breathing life into you or is bringing hope to you or um, maybe you're listening to it and you're going, man, I, I just know someone who's going through a season right now and they're they're needing hope and they're needing to hear that God can take the broken things and make them new again. Um, we would just ask that one, you would follow the podcast and that you would um, leave a review on there of just what, what you're getting from this, what God's doing in you through this, but then also share this with the people who need it. Because honestly, um, one of the things we've always said is like, there's only so many people we know. There's only so many people that we can we can connect with. And you have people in your life that we may never meet. Yes. Um, that you were placed in their life for a reason to speak life and hope into them. And maybe this podcast can be one of the things that you share with them. So we would just love if you would share this with whoever you feel needs it. Um, also, if you're on social media, things like Instagram, if you screenshot the episode and you tag us, uh, we'll definitely restore that. And yeah, we will. To, we'll restore that bad boy. <laughs> we'd love to connect with you guys there. It's a great way for us to know a little bit more about who's listening um, because obviously we don't know all of you, but we wish we could know all of you. It's I, so crazy the way that people find the podcast yeah, and, and just, just different things. Mm-hmm. And we love getting to connect with you on there on Instagram at yeah. Restored Living. So please don't hesitate to send us a DM. Um, let us know if there's a topic that you want us to cover. We're happy to, like, if something that you hear in a podcast sparks a question, yeah. ask it. Um, 
you know, we're open books and yep. really we're resources. I yeah. don't have words tonight. <laughs> it's been a long day. So it's all, guys, <laughs> we're just going to be honest. If it seems like we're a little slow in this episode or we are lagging a little bit, it's been a, it's been a few days. We've just had some things. We've got real life like everybody else and we're, um, you know, just navigating the journey like all of you. So if it seems like we're a little scattered, uh, that is why. Cause. You know, and but I think this is a good segue into what we're talking about today with restoration because um, <laughs> as I a gag on my own <laughs> saliva, um, you know, it's just like the enemy to want to stop something that God is using for good. Yeah. And if you are in a season right now where you are feeling like just weary and and broke, I want to encourage you just to like be on today. Restore can be a hard topic for people to wrap their head around. But gosh, I just feel God so much in this space right now just Mm -hmm. because I know that he has so much power to give to you guys in this word. And so I want to just encourage you if you, no matter what place you're in, maybe you're on the mountaintop or maybe you're in the valley, just stick with us for the next 30 or so minutes and... I know God's got something in here for you. So we don't normally start off the podcast with a prayer, but I'm feeling like maybe we need to pray. <laughs> let's, just, let's just do it. I think sometimes you just got to gotta listen. We, we always pray before we do the podcast, you guys. But, we never but pray on the podcast. I don't know. I think we yeah. might need a little prayer on the podcast. So you yeah. want to uh, do that for us? Yeah, we'd love to. Oh, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. We are just grateful Grateful for you. Grateful that you uh, you don't just endure our mess, Lord, but you embrace it. That's good. You welcome it in. It is what you came for, Lord. Yeah. You came for the sick, not for the healthy, Lord. You came for the hurting, not yes. for those who have it all together. And probably like every person listening to this episode, we are just two people uh, who have encountered the love of Jesus yeah. in the midst of their mess. And uh, every person who's listening, I know they've got their own stuff. Uh, they have their own things that they are uh, believing for restoration for it. So I just ask you to meet us in this space um, that you would be uh, just so present mm-hmm. and so near, Lord, to every person who's listening on the other end um, of this podcast right now, and that you would just reveal more of yourself to us because that's what we need and that's what we want is more of you, Jesus. So be in this with us. Show us how to... Uh, walk this journey of restoration that uh, that you have us on. And I'm just excited for what you're going to do in this time and in this space, Lord. And we just pray these things in your mighty, powerful name. Amen. Amen. So where are we right. starting off? Where are we starting off? Should we start off with the definition of restore? Let's start with restore? that. Yeah, because we were looking this up and we were kind of like, okay, which definition do we land on? I actually so like many. all of them. I know. And there are there are a lot of them. And we were thinking, okay, do we look up restored or restoration? But really, this the the verse in Isaiah that this whole series is based off. Isaiah sixty one talks about the concept of rebuild, restore, and renew. And so, we looked up the definition of restore, and I'm just going to read through a couple of them um, because I think there's pieces of each of them that really stick. So the first one is to bring back, and then it says also like a previous right practice, customer situation, or to reinstate, uh, to return someone or something to a former condition, place, or position, to repair or renovate so as to return to its original condition or to give something previously stolen, taken away or lost back to the original owner or recipient. I really like that last one, especially. Yeah. Because I think when we were reading these and we were, we were thinking about this, this idea of restoration, we, we've talked about it in the past too, 
sometimes we can have the understanding of restoration that it is God restoring something back to what it was before. And um, I think what, what we have to realize is that in the context of scripture, restore, and in this context, doesn't necessarily mean restoring things back to the way they were, but it's it's restoring things back to how God intended them to be, mm. which th- the difference between the two is one, no matter what in this life, everything falls short of God's original design. Yeah. Because we're, we're a fallen creation. We, we, there's brokenness, there's sin. So even at our best experiences in life, it is still broken. And so if something is restored back to what it was before, it's a, it's an over and done process. Like we, when we have that expectation of restoration, we think, okay, it's going to be fixed. It's going to be back to what it was before, which was good. And then we move on. The difference in this is that in God res- working to restore us to his original design, it's a lifelong process. It's not something that's over and done. It's not something where there's like a finish line of restoration. This God's God's perspective and his approach to restoration, it's for the rest of our lives that he's doing that. Because we are in the process of being returned back to our original owner. Yeah. Right? Because God created us yeah. in his image, mm-hmm. for his image. And so... I love I love that third definition. Give something previously stolen, taken away, or lost back to the original owner. And y'all, that's what we are. Yeah. We are just lost people right now in a fallen world. And don't you feel that in your heart? Like I feel that in my and heart. I think especially over the last couple of years, there's been a lot of things that people feel like they've lost. Yeah. Whether it's whether it's it's a literal loss of a family member or of a relationship or of life looking the way that it used to. And it's that, that hope that God is ultimately going to restore the things that the enemy has taken, because we all, we all have areas of our life where the enemy has come in and he's taken things from us, things that God intended to be ours, things that are, are rightful, rightful things that belong to us that the enemy is then taken and God says, I'm going to restore those things. I'm yeah. going to give them back, but he's, he's going to give them back better. Yeah. And I also love, you guys don't see our phone right now, but I'm going to tell you what it says. So we Googled the definition for restore and you didn't even see this, but do you see that where it says Latin restore, it says rebuild, restore. Mm. Y'all, how trippy (laughs) is that? If you have not gone back and listened to the rebuild first part of this series, I would really encourage you to do that. Maybe even before you listen to this one, although you could listen to them out of order if you want to. But um, in that first episode, we talked about Isaiah 61, 4. And I'm just going to read that scripture again for you because it really is the the heartbeat of what Josh and I are doing here with Restored Living and the Restored Living podcast because we really have a desire to partner with people to help them rebuild, restore, and renew themselves to the purpose God has for their lives. And we didn't just like think about those words. Those came straight, straight up from scripture. And the scripture says, Isaiah 61, 4, they will rebuild the ancient ruins. Oh, this is not the right. Hold on. They will rebuild the ancient ruins and restore the places long devastated. They will renew the ruined cities that have been devastated for generations. And 
we meditated on that verse for so long and just felt like this was the this was the verse that displayed the process mm-hmm. of what we went through in our marriage walk, what we've gone through in our our walk with Jesus and what Josh was just talking about, which is we are in a process of of restoration. And mm-hmm. so today we're talking about restore and what that means. And um, I this I feel like when we looked at the three words rebuild, restore, renew, rebuild is kind of what you can do. Like the things that you are responsible for and the things that... It requires the hands-on. Right. It requires you to get your hands dirty and pick up the pieces, not under your own strength. Right. Yeah. And we talked about that a lot, so I'm not going to rehash that. But restore is kind of a unique one because the only way that you can restore something, like we even just read in that definition, like if you take that definition of the third one... God's the only person that can do that. Right. Because to restore something, you have to know what it was supposed to be in the first place. And even, like I said earlier, even at our best points in life, even if you think back before all the hard things you've walked through, Mm -hmm. before whatever whatever obstacles, whatever challenges, whatever traumas, whatever you've walked through in life, even before all of that, even at your best, your life was still not what God intended because we're born into a broken world. And so... The only person who can restore something to its original design is the person who knows it. And none of us have that. None of us know the original design. Only God knows the original design. And so this restore process, it's all on him. Mm. Like we can't, we can't restore ourselves. We can't, something that is broken can't restore itself. It it, it has to have someone who knows what's where the pieces go. And I think sometimes we we think before some big thing happens in our life that that all the pieces are in the right place Mm. but the reality is like we talked about last week sometimes you have to go through the breaking down in order to recognize that there were things that were not there were things that were there that weren't supposed to be and there were things missing that were supposed to be there and so the the process of being restored it is this lifelong process of god revealing and and sometimes there's there's smaller processes of things being broken down so that they can be restored and it's it's only able to be done by him because he's the one who made us and he's mm. the one who knows what he intended for us and we can't ever know that on this side of eternity we can't ever know which is why it's lifelong which is why until the moment that we're with Jesus again we won't we won't see the bigger picture we won't see all the things that he was doing we won't understand all of them but it's it requires that faith and that trust that he is doing a good work he is restoring things even when we can't necessarily understand it yeah and i think a good a good visual representation of this i feel like is in health right so um one of the things that like if you are in the christian world you're you'll hear often is on earth as it is in heaven and i think the reason why you know we talked in episode four about health and why god designed health to be a specific thing and i truly believe that god designed us to have healthy bodies and healthy bodies that were were functioning optimally and in a healthy plate like he didn't design us to be overweight and miserable and getting diseases and all of these things and that's just an example our health is a small example of the intended purpose of what so when you get restored in your health you are really putting your body back in a place that God originally designed it but i'll tell you what like my restoration process of my health 
was, I mean, part my responsibility, right? I rebuilt my health from the inside out. I still have scars and marks on my body. I have extra skin. There are all of these things that are evidence of my fallen brokenness. But God, and I love the but gods, but God, he has intention for our health. He has intention for the weight. And I do feel like in a healthy body, I'm able to um, live so much more in the purpose that he had for my life. I'm, I'm a gifted communicator, which is why I'm doing this podcast right now. I'm not just saying that to like um, fluff my own feathers or anything. But for so long when I was overweight, I would not get on stage because I was afraid of um, what people would think of what I was wearing. And it was all about me and self-consuming thoughts. But when I started to get healthy and shed that extra weight, my body started to become the temple. And I started to use those natural giftings of communication in a confident way, in in proclaiming the gospel, in having words, things that I thought I, I was not good at, I actually was made for. And y'all, some of you, your greatest pain points right now are going to be your places of rain. They're going to be your places of rain. But it takes you rebuilding and God restoring, giving you the vision, the promise of what he intended for your life to be, and you pursuing that with all that you have. People ask Josh and I all the time, like, why did you why did you choose to work on your marriage? Why did you why how did it get restored? Tell us more about that. Y'all, we were willing to one, do the work, rebuild, and we look to God to restore us to the way that he designed us every single day. Yeah. And really we have continued to just embrace over time that it's going to be for the rest of our lives. Like yeah. This process will be for the rest of our lives. Is our marriage in such a better place than it was three and a half years ago? Absolutely. Totally different place. 100%. Is there still stuff? Absolutely. We are still two broken people who need a savior and we'll need him till the day we die. And that is that is the reality of life. If Even if we had chosen to not work on our marriage and go separate ways and do different things, we would still be the same people with the same issues, yeah. in need of the same God, in need of the same restoration, mm-hmm. it just would have been a lot harder. Yeah. And sometimes we see people, um, especially people who are who are in rough seasons in their marriage, and they hit this rough spot, and they're just like, it's just easier to quit. And what we wish people could see, and what we have to remind ourselves of, is that you're going to, no matter who you are with, mm-hmm. no matter where you go, no matter what you do, you still... You're still a sinner. We're all still sinners. We're all still in need of healing and we're all still in need of restoration. And so it's not like it's going to be, and we're not saying that there's never situations where where that isn't the case and two people don't need to go separate ways. We're not getting into that whole topic tonight. But <laughs> what we are saying is that if it's just a matter of thinking that somehow the grass is greener on the other side and it'll be easier with someone else or without the person you're with because it's just hard, I hate to break it to you, but it's, it's not. It's going to be hard. It's going to be hard. <laughs> so why not? But what God does promise is that if we lean in where it's hard and we, and both people are committed and you you look to him and stop looking to the other person, but you look to him 
to do the restoration, right? You pick up the tools. You say, God, we're willing to rebuild this thing, Mm -hmm. but we need you to restore because we can't change our own hearts. We can't renew our own minds. Like he changes hearts. He renews minds. We have to ask him to do that. And then he will, he'll Mm -hmm. do his part. We also have to do our part. But if we, if we think that somehow just by changing our circumstances, all of that is going to change. I think we're just, we're, we're living in kind of a, a fantasy land that that somehow things will just be different. Yeah, I think a lot of us we want we we desire a life of ease, and this goes back to what Josh was talking about before. Y'all, our life was meant to be easy. It was supposed to be. That's it why we want it. It was supposed to be. Yeah. That's why you want it. There wasn't supposed to be struggle and strife and all of these things. Yeah. So so this fight that you're experiencing, we actually caused it. Yep. But you were made to fight and be victorious. And and have the win. Yeah. And so I want to just encourage you if you are if you're feeling like man this is really hard or you're expecting it to be easier just acknowledge that that is that's a heavenly desire in you. And that it it may not in some areas here's the thing in some areas of your real life you may experience it. Yeah. And I think by God's grace he does give us ways that we experience ease yeah. and comfort and we experience the good life mm-hmm. quote unquote here. But we have to accept that there are certain areas of our life that we will not experience the ease that we were intended for until we reach eternity. Mm. Until we reach the other side of this human existence where we we are in the presence of Jesus, uninhibited, no sin, no hurt, no pain. That is the ultimate, that is the ultimate restoration, right? That's the culmination of this whole journey of walking life out with Jesus and walking out this restoration process is that we have a hope. That on the other side of this life mm-hmm. and on in 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 the unseen realm, there is that healing, that full healing, that yes. full restoration is already there. We just haven't gotten there yet. And how you know that that is there is by reading God's word. And I mean, I might yell it until like I'm blue in the <laughs> face, even though you can't see me right now. But please be in God's word every day. He has promises and hope for you and goodness for you in those words and i know it's a tough discipline i know there's not a lot of time but you have time for netflix for two hours a night yeah like open your bible for 10 minutes and then watch your netflix show get in the habit of being in god's word and i promise you like i know i'm saying this really sternly but he has promises in here for you and as we get into God's word, I want to read Joel 2, 25 and 26 again, because we've mentioned it in podcasts before, um, I think, pretty sure we have. Yeah. Um, but this this is a promise that I don't, it's for somebody. And this is, can you give the context of it so they don't kind of wear... Why don't you give the context? So Joel is, is, um, is speaking this to the Israelites, right? And this is in... I'm trying to wrap my brain around it. Um. This is in, you might need to help me out because my brain's a little foggy, but he's, he's a prophet who is basically speaking God's promises to the Israelites, right? Because if you know the Israelites, their journey's not an easy one. They're much like us. We, they wander, they stray, they disobey God. He redeems, he comes in, they do it again. It's this over and over. And this is the prophet Joel basically giving this promise of like, God says he is going to restore the things that were taken from you. And so that's where this verse kicks in and where... Um, where Jay's going to be reading from. Yeah, so in it, in the New King James Version, it says, So I will restore to you the years that the swarming locusts have eaten, 
the crawling locusts, the consuming locusts, and the chewing locusts, my great army which I sent among you. You shall eat in plenty and be satisfied, and praise the name of the Lord your God who has dealt wondrously with you, and my people shall never be put to shame. Mm. Y'all, God has promises in his word for you, and they are heavenly promises. They are promises that will be fulfilled. He, like his word never returns void. Yeah. And remember that when you, when you are going through this process of rebuild and restore, and then the renewing of what comes from the rebuilding and the restoring, we have to cling to Jesus because there is such a dependence that I think sometimes a lot of people are missing. We can go to different, when things get hard, life gets hard. What do we do? Josh, we run to like we run to all the things. All the things. Well, we run. To, here's the thing: we run, we run to, to things. friends. We run to. We run to friends. We run food. To, we run to drugs. We run to alcohol. I mean, whatever you, you name. Everyone it. has their vice. <laughs> like you can run to a lot of things, but I think, and, and the reason I think we do that is because it's easier in the moment, right? Like it's not easy when you're feeling like. Uh, when you're feeling like everything around you is just falling apart, and you don't see how things can get better. It's not easy to be like, you know what I'm going to do right now? I'm going to open up God's word and read the Bible, which is sometimes hard to understand. And then trust in a God who I can't see, even though, you know, like it's not, it's not in our humanity. It's not natural to do that. We yeah. want something in the natural. But the pro- the thing is we, we look to things in the natural to fix things that are happening in the supernatural. So mm-hmm. there's a war going on for your heart and for your life in the supernatural, right? The enemy wants you, wants your heart, wants to keep you from living in who God made you to be. Yep. And we try to solve the war that's happening that we can't see with something we can see. Yeah. And the problem with that is that things in the natural can only address things in the natural. And if we want the things in the supernatural to start to change, we have to go to the supernatural. We have to go into God's word, which is spirit breathed, which means that it's not natural. It was written by man, but it was, it was breathed by the Holy Spirit. And so it carries authority and it carries weight that things in this world do not. It's not just some book. It's not just some words on paper that some dudes wrote down a couple thousand years ago. This is, if we have, if we are followers of Jesus, we believe and we are told in his word that this is this word is giving authority and it gives life and it's living and breathing and moving. And so if we want to see things change in our life, we have to go to, we have to spend time in it. We have to be engaging with God's word because it's how he communicates to us. And it's where we're given a perspective that's bigger than our human perspective. And it's our weapon, right? Like the word is the sword of truth, y'all. Like when you get that, thought that you shouldn't be in this world anymore and that you are not valuable, go to Psalm 139 and read mm-hmm. that you were fearfully and wonderfully made. Yeah. Or when you feel like you're you're losing all direction and you just don't see how God can make anything better, go to Jeremiah 29, 11. I know it's cliche, but it says, I know the plan that I have for you, says the Lord, plans, yeah. plans to prosper you, not to harm you, plans to give you a future and hope. You have to, like, these aren't just words. These are... These are promises. This is these words are your authority over those thoughts that tell you that God isn't good, that tell you that God doesn't have a plan for your life, that tell you that God can't heal, that he can't restore. We ha- if we don't know these words, we can't speak them. 
And mm-hmm. we can't recognize the lies when they come at us because unless you know the truth, you will not recognize a lie. And sometimes some of you right now are, are living under, under the assumption that what you're thinking and hearing in your mind and in your heart is true. But if it does not line up with the word of God, then it's not truth. And it has no authority over your life unless you give it authority over your life. Yes. Yes. Oh, friends. So restoration and the power that it has, I hope that, um, that you hear that God wants to restore your heart. And he does that by the spirit being in work in us, by us getting into our word, mm-hmm. um, by also friends, y'all. Mm-hmm. People, we need to be around people. I was like watching a silly thing on YouTube about the metaverse. Oh my gosh. Oh, my friends. I'm not going to go down the rabbit hole, but like the enemy is here to seek, kill, and destroy us. And technology is, is a part of that puzzle, man. I'm not saying you have to be hermit crab on an island by yourself. I'm actually saying the opposite of that, but I'm saying nothing can replace being in person with people at church. Nothing. Nothing can replace someone laying hands on you and praying for you. Nothing can replace being in a sanctuary with people who are also crying, raising their hands in worship, singing, you bring graves, you bring graves to gardens and and people feeling the sense of that we need community we need people we we need to surround ourselves with people and so if you feel that lie that you are alone you are not you are not alone and i bind that in the name of jesus you are not alone reach out to someone stop this podcast right now if you feel that way and text a friend and tell them you are thankful for them like do it right now mm-hmm. Because God will use the people in your life to speak into your life too. Well, and I want to, you bring up this topic. We weren't going to. No, we're totally off script now. But (laughs) you you brought up this topic of people in your life. And I think that something important to remember is that when you are in this journey of restoration, in this journey of walking with Jesus and allowing him to come in and do what only he can do to restore those broken places, you need people around you praying protection over God's work in your life. Yes. You need people around you who know you don't need a lot, but you need some who people who love the Lord, people who want to see healing and restoration take place in your life. People who believe that God is moving and working and has a purpose and plan for your life. Mm. And you need them to be in it. And you need them to be praying protection over you over your family, over your children, yes. over the the path that God has you on. And you need to be regularly in relationship with them and asking for prayer and seeking out um, that hedge around you because the enemy loves nothing more than when God is doing a restorative work in your life than to come in and just break it down again, yep. right? Because that's all he wants to do. He wants, like Jay said, he, seeks, he, he comes in to seek, kill, and destroy. That is his only his only purpose, his only mission. He does not care about you. He does not care about what God wants for your life. He doesn't care about your happiness, your joy, like none of it. He, If he can get you isolated, completely alone, uh, hopeless, and totally off course of what God has for your life, 
that is a win for him. And the way that we safeguard against that is we get in God's word and we get people around us who are going to pray protection over us. Um, And that's that's why like community is so key in this journey of restoration because restoration brings glory to God. And if it brings glory to God, it thwarts the enemy and he doesn't want that. Yeah, and um, I'm going to swear here for effect, so I'm just giving you a fair warning. Uh, see, I warned you all. Um, these are not your bitch and stitch friends. No. Y'all, like, if you are having a hard time with your husband, you do not want people in your corner that are like, yeah, what a creep. Like, or, why, yeah, or, yeah, why just is he doing vent, that? Yeah, or venting sessions. Yes. Like, somebody, I heard somebody say the other day, Venting is not a holy practice. It's not a spiritual practice yeah. to vent. And sometimes yeah. we think, I just need to vent. And we do it too. I do it too. And but what you do want, and let's not just talk about like all the things you don't want, but what you do want is you want friends who will pray for your husband's heart, who will pray for your wife's healing, yeah. who will pray for the restoration and the promises that God has. Because guess what? They're in their word too. Yeah. They're seeking God's heart above all else as well. You know, surround yourself with people who, when they go to church on Sunday, they're not just going to go. They're going because it's where they meet with Jesus in community each week and how powerful that is. Yeah. So being in God's word, being in community, what else is part of restoration? Well, and I think like we just talked about earlier, it's it's embracing and understanding like, you have to adopt the long game mentality mm. and not think that this process is going to be overnight. Like the, the process of God restoring you will not be overnight. It will be for the rest of your life. And there will be seasons of it. And there will be seasons yeah. where you get a taste of the easy life with where it's just a sweet space with you and God. And it's like, he's, he's just revealing himself. And there's, there's so much, you feel the joy and the healing. And, and then there's going to be seasons again where it's tough Mm-hmm. Right? Because winter always comes, but so does spring. It's understanding that restoration has its seasons and its processes, just like the seasons around us. And I think if we can have that perspective, it's hard because it goes against everything in us to 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 not want the immediate satisfaction. And it's when we when we start craving that, that we start to try and sh- circumvent the restoration process and short shortcut it. And we take it into our own hands. And that is that is where we have to remember that restoration is God's job, not ours. Because when we take it into our own hands, yeah. we shortcut it. We go around God's plan for it. And always, 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 it ends with more pain, with more hurt, with more struggle than God ever wanted for us. It's like when the, it's like when the Israelites were going to the promised land and... And it should have been 40 days. And instead it was 40 years because they kept trying to just be like, well, if we would just, God, if you would just do this, and if you blah, blah, I mean, they just, just go, go read Exodus. And <laughs> like, it's just, you'll, you'll see it. But when we try to circumvent God's process, it takes longer, it's harder, and we miss out on what he intended for us if we would just trust that the restoration is his job and if we can have that long game perspective, knowing that he's got a plan for all of it and we're, knowing that we might not see on this side of, of, of eternity in, in this part of life, we may not see the full restoration in certain areas of our lives, but he's faithful and he promises that we will eventually see it, even if it's not 
now. And I think he's so gracious to give us glimpses of yep. it here. Yep, exactly. Because I love, I mean, going back to Joel 2, 25 and 26, in the New King James Version, verse 26 is all about, you shall eat in plenty and be satisfied and praise the name of the Lord your God who has dealt wondrously with you and my people shall never be put to shame. But y'all, that's like in the middle of the end of the Old Testament. There's so much more still to come for the Israelite people and for God's people. And they weren't done. They weren't done. But there was goodness. You shall eat in plenty and be satisfied. You will have moments like that, friend. You will have moments like that in your marriage. But are you praying that when you pray? Are you praying, God, I want moments where I feel satisfied with my marriage. I was just praying that this morning. Mm. Just praying over, God, give me satisfaction in our marriage mm. and, and what that looks like. Yeah. You know, how are we interacting with our kids? How do, don't be, bold prayers honor our bold God. If you don't pray for it, you won't see it happen. And our God can do amazing things. Yeah. Mm. Do you have so anything good. else you want to say before nope. we... No, I head think, out. I think we wrap it up from there, um, <laughs> guys. We we're so enjoying uh, the series with you, and just know as we talk through these topics, like it's it's things that we are learning and processing, and God is teaching us right alongside you. Yes. And um, just know that we're in the fight with you guys. Like this is a fight. This life is a fight. It's a good fight. It's but a you're good built fight. for the fight, but you, friends. Yep, you are built for it. Posted about that this week. <laughs> you are built for it. You built for the are fight. given everything that you need, everything that you need to be victorious. Mm-hmm. And, and it's through Christ. Everything that we need is given to us through Christ and his sacrifice to walk this journey out, yes. to do it well, to finish the race strong, to not, um, to not grow weary and to not faint. And it's through his strength in us. It's through his promises. And so... Oh, you guys, I just keep thinking about like, like James one, two through four, go look it up. Cause I'm not going to say it right here, but like you, you can run this race with endurance. Mm-hmm. You can, and you yep. can keep fighting and not grow weary because of the strength that only God has put inside of you. Yeah. So, um, we want to just thank you for listening to the restored living podcast. If you feel like this episode has resonated with you, please pay it forward and share with whoever came to mind as you were listening We'd love also to have you join in on the conversation and community over on Restored Living. And as always, live today restored. We love you guys. Have a good day.